Hello and welcome to Hardy Party at Five and a Half. Hello, Rebecca. Are you excited? I'm so excited. I know we say this all the time, but this may be my most giddy moment. You are a little giddy today. I am. You've had a little pep in your step today. I have all day. You have. And why would you? I've been whistling while I work. That's right. Mm -hmm. We have today on our podcast, a animator. You're going to have to explain what he does because I don't use all the words y'all use. Okay. <laughs> okay. He worked for, for quite a long time. He worked for Industrial Light and Magic. Which you refer to as? ILM. ILM. So that'll help you when we I-L-M. get into the interview part, you'll know what we're talking about. Yes. So they do effects. They really started, there's a great uh, Disney Plus documentary right now, if you're interested, mm. all about how the company started. And they basically, George Lucas had the eye for the idea for Star Wars, and he created, he brought these guys together, and they created the company just to get the shots done for the movie he wanted, mm-hmm. which is the first Star Wars, yeah. 77. So that's how the company started, and it was really just figuring out with a lot of practical stuff back then and camera tricks mm-hmm. of how to just tell the story in space. Mm-hmm. So from there... They were making more Star Wars movies, but in between, they started taking other projects to make some money so they could pay for the next Star Wars movies. So now they do, ILM does everything. Everything. Like every every show you can think of, Avengers and anything, and even movies we don't even, like we talk with, with, our, with JD, it's even movies that you have no idea have any special effects in it. Like it mm-hmm. could be cleaning an actor's face or moving an arm or Mm -hmm. we don't even know or changing a background or sky or something like that. Mm. So they do anything in movies that that movie needs to tell the story. Right. And now who does he work for now? He's with Nickelodeon now Mm. and he's working on a new star war star Trek series. Yeah. He's the supervising animator. So his name is G J D Haas. Yep. And this is a list of the things that he he didn't you know he he was quick to say he might have had a little bit of this or a lot of bit of these but his talent has touched all of these films in some way are you ready hold on to okay. your seat and the list is so big we had we have to well, tag we have team to, yeah we have, we're gonna because i don't have that much oxygen that's right yeah. we should figure this out in rap oh gosh. so fun you okay. can write a rap for this later good okay yeah. boba fett Space Jam 2. Star Wars. Which one is that? Nine. Nine. The Mandalorian. Aladdin. With Will Smith. Hmm. Um, Bumblebee. Aquaman. Solo. Infinity War. A Quiet Place. Star Wars. Which one is that? Eight. Eight. I don't do more Roman numerals. <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Star Wars. Seven. Seven. <laughs> Tomorrowland, the George Clooney movie. Transformers, Age of Extinction. Like all of the, actually pretty much all of the Transformer movies. I just put that one on. Yeah. In hopes that we don't run out of tape on our VHS here <laughs> that we're recording. Uh, War War Z with Brad Pitt. Star Trek Into Darkness. And also the sequels to that as well. Mm-hmm. Super 8. Iron Man 2. Avatar. Crystal Skull. Indiana Jones, Crystal Skull. Yep. Which again, I still like that movie. He loves it. Good job, JD. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Pirates, dead man's what chest? Chest, yeah. Uh, Narnia, Narnia, and then in Star Wars 3, which is where we uh, Darth Vader comes to life. We get we see the creation of Darth Vader. So, if you're you may not believe this, believe it or not, <laughs> a person creative and as genius as him who has no time on his hand at all <laughs> that made that was part of all these movies and is currently working on some other crazy amazing stuff mm-hmm. took time with us said yes to talking to he us he did i know he we talk about storytelling we start we talk about acting we talk about you know just putting mm-hmm. together a scene in a movie or a story and he shows us some too so if you are listening to this awesome but there is a section where you might want to be watching this because it's he's going to show you like how he goes through some animation process who gets to see that stuff <laughs> it's so crazy we do yeah, and right. guess what our listening audience does. That's right. So we hope you enjoy this interview with J.D. Haas.
JD Haas, thank you for joining Hardy Party of Five and a Half. My husband's nerding out over here because you have the coolest job. What what do you do? <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, I I can't uh, I won't disagree. It is a is it, it's a really cool job. It's a very spoiled job to have, and uh, yeah, I love it every day. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And so, explain a little bit about what it is that you do. Well, um, I'm a 3D animator, so I don't do any animation in terms of 2D where I draw stuff. So it's it's purely on the computer. 3D models. So basically anything that moves, we can animate as in like a character can move around, be a human. It could be a creature. It could be the camera. So it could have something that someone is filming. We have to replicate that on with a CG camera. Okay. Uh, it could be props, like stuff falling around or like, you know, someone picking up a glass and then dropping the glass. You have to animate the glass, stuff like that. Anything that moves, basically we could animate. Yeah, that's so okay. Crazy. And you worked with you started out with industrial light and magic, right? Correct. Yes. So, and we went through a list of all the stuff you worked on. It's just, it's an incredible. <laughs> it's like every movie you can think of that had some animation in it. You worked. <laughs> so I'm well, like, just to just to expand and explain that, it's not every project is like massive in scope, or yeah. even if it is, you might not be on it for long. So there's some projects where I've been on it for a year. Others two weeks. Okay. So it yeah. really depends. So even though it says that movie in my, you know, IMDb yeah. list or whatever, that doesn't mean that I worked on this for like months and months and months. It really, yeah. it really depends on, on you know. The, but a the little piece of your and, and... talent is there somewhere. A little. Piece I wouldn't go ask that far. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> I ruined some shots somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So what inspired you to come from Switzerland in 1999 to pursue this this dream? That's a good question. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. So it's like the romantic memory of how did this start? What did I really think? Um, I think it's mostly I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, and I always loved movies. I always loved movies and video games and, and that kind of aspect. Um, so like anything like Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Goonies, you know, those like that child 80s, 90s childhood type of thing. I just like that, but I wasn't educated enough to know what that means like what is the exact job mm -hmm. but i kind of wanted to be in something like that and actually originally i would have gone to uh university in zurich just to do programming and then have like a film school next to it because i didn't know how that would work because there's no real movie industry in switzerland so that was kind of the thing and actually thankfully to my dad like he said well what do you really really want to do again i had no idea to say i want to work in movies so, okay, well, what is, what would be the source? Like, what kind of movies do you like and where would that be? What companies? And to me, it's always ILM just because the Star Wars, Nana Jones, like all that stuff is, that's my childhood. Like, well, it would be San Francisco. And you go, okay, well, you do the research, find the schools, and we'll see what we can do, if we can help you out, whatever. And then um, I had a list of schools and I emailed a bunch of them. And the first one to come back was the Academy of Art in San Francisco. They had a really good international department and the email the communication was great. They also did not require a portfolio. So it was a hat and down, right? So it was very easy to get in. As long as you pay, you get in. And yeah. that was super helpful because other, other schools were super expensive. You have to have a portfolio. I looked at, you know, like film schools in LA, New York. Like I couldn't afford any of this. Yeah. So then the academy was the thing. And he said, all right, let's 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 give it a shot. I'll help you out financially. And it's, let's, but you got to be serious about doing this. Um, and then I did. So I, I came here and threw a lot of help. And um, yeah, loved it. And that was like the... It was a bit of a risky thing because they didn't know it was going to work out. Right. But you might as well try if you get the help. And then thankfully, I did like it. I, I, I switched. Right when I got there, I switched. I was doing visual effects. But I wanted to do stuff that's more hands-on. And it ended up being like the first class was like a visual effects, like math, physics type of class. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be more hands-on. So I actually left the class after 10 minutes and went to the student advisor. I was like, this is not quite what I had in mind. What will be something that's more hands-on? And the advisor said, uh, it's tra uh, animation. And I did, and it was great, but I could have hated it too. So yeah, uh, yeah I got very lucky. No, that's cool. Yeah. So from school, how did you get? How did you get make your break into the industry? Like, well, basically, when you anybody that, that's anybody, generally speaking, if you're in animation, you do your your practice shots and everything. You know, there might yeah. be a couple of seconds long, whatever, and now, and you build a portfolio that's called a demo reel, and yeah. the demo reel could be. Back in the day, it was supposed to be three to five minutes. Nowadays, it's like a minute or two. And you put in your best shots. It's kind of like, it's like a mixtape of music. Like the best shot comes <laughs> first and you got some good stuff in the middle and it has to end really strong. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do as a student. You put that together and then you send it out to every company. 
and back in the day, given that I'm old, uh, it was VHS tapes. Nowadays, yeah. it's all like, you know, links online. Yeah. So you have to print out the labels on the tape, the you know, front and the top, put that in an envelope. It's really expensive. You got to take like almost like Santa Claus with a, with a bag full of tapes to a post office. Yeah. And then you send your real in your cover letter and you apply, apply, apply. And then you just hope that the timing overlaps. Because you can be really good, but if no one's looking for a job, you know, for animators, then you won't get it. So right. it's just sending stuff out. Nothing really happened. Some stuff kind of happened, but it didn't work out because of my work visa. I wasn't ready. And then I went back, practiced at home, and then sent you know, the stuff out again a couple months later, uh, end of the year. And then thankfully, that's kind of where back in the day, movies would ramp up for more work. And I got a couple interviews and then got super lucky that the timing was right. And ILM was willing to sponsor my work visa. And then that's how I got in. Okay, do you remember what was on your reel? Because I did a reel too. We were talking about, I went to the Art Institute of Dallas in 94, 96. Uh -huh. I remember finishing my reel, getting the tape ready. I did exactly what you did. Put the label on. And I had a little Indiana Jones bit. I had created this little character and put him in Indiana Jones outfit. <laughs> nice. He, he was going through the temple to find the treasure and all that. Uh -huh. stuff. Mine. And, uh, you know, your other pieces that you want to put in there. Do you remember what was on yours? Yes, more or less. There was a character lifting a box because you have to show weight. So you can yeah. animate something heavy. There was a character waiting. So you have you show kind of thought process stuff. I had someone, I think, throwing a box like a like a post office person, but being like like a well, that was like luggage person. You know, like those videos when you see people throwing the luggage and not supposed to. There's uh, something yeah. kind of like that. Um, there was shots with someone talking like a jack nicholson i think audio clip someone on the chair being uh thrown around <laughs> stuff like that you know like student work and then trying to do work that's a bit better than student work and yeah yeah i mean that was 20 years ago or pretty right. much um and i would say that the reel that i had back then uh would not get me a job nowadays. <laughs> even back then when the teachers that i had were showing their demo reels it was like a bouncing ball which now is like the the simplest of, of exercise that everybody has to do but yeah. that that professor got to i think i don't want to say the name of the company but they got into a company using that so like each let's say generation but you know each couple of years the the quality goes up and up and what students have to deliver nowadays is bonkers i mean it's like movie quality right out of school. So I got like, you know, every generation gets lucky and, uh, and, and as you go backwards, how they got into the industry. Right. Well, and the broad, the broadband at home is so much, you can do so, so much more at home now. Mm -hmm. So I think kids, the kids getting into the industry now have a, they're, they're kind of, they have a leg up on us because we didn't have all that, the internet and the fiber and. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pros and cons. Like back then our material was, you know, a couple of books and maybe like some Xerox copy of some hidden documents of, of tutorials and stuff. And nowadays you got everything online. So you have more material nowadays, right? but then the con is that also your quality has to reflect yeah. that and be better. Right. So yeah, it's like a pros and cons. So yeah. higher expectation. So you mentioned yeah. that into ILM, what it was, I mean, this is the, this is the Holy grail of, being an animator how did, how did it feel to work with a company that's that that iconic it was like every day your mind was blown it was it was basically that i couldn't believe it it when i took the bus to go because ilm was back in san rafael when i started there and now they moved to the presidio but when i took the train the train the bus from san francisco to san rafael i had an a digitized copy of a making of in german which show like how they build Skywalker Ranch and where ILM is. And I remember watching this till the stop where it showed the old kind of hidden buildings at Kerner where, where they used to be, get out of the bus and I see those exact buildings. And then every day you would meet someone that I knew from the making of. It's like, hey, that's this person, this yeah. person. And then and then you'd work on the movies, you get to see the behind the scenes and and you get to see sometimes the actors or stunt people or the props and models. It was insane. It was basically a dream come true every day. And then a new project comes along. That's also a movie that, you know, you adored as a kid and it's, it just keeps going. It just, it just never ends. I mean, to this day, I mean, I'm not there anymore, but till the very end, you work on projects that have characters in it. are like, oh, I had this as a toy. Right. And yeah. now I get to animate it. So yeah, it's bonkers. And I mean, that's, that's for it's everyone, like different, your, you know, different like companies. But yeah. It's, it's every day. It's a, it's a childhood, you know, dream come true for sure. 
And right now there's the Disney Plus documentary that's out that's really good. Yes. Talked all about ILM. So yeah, yeah how cool is that? <laughs> oh my gosh. That one's cool because it shows a lot of old footage of you know, like really old behind the scenes and stuff you might have not seen before. And it really did right. showing the how they laid the groundwork of just you know, those people that had nothing existed back then. They had to create and invent it just to get there. And nowadays we just open a program as a guy, it's there, it's a button, but it was yeah. so different back in the day. It was, it's a really great documentary. I love that one. When it's just to see their problem solving, it's like, we want this shot. How do we make it? And we'll create yeah. whatever we need to get the shot. Yeah. Just the problem solving and the creativity is just crazy. It's amazing. So yeah. cool. Yeah. So what, what is the best part about working in this industry? I mean, obviously from the outsider, I'm a hairdresser. So what is the best part? Because the two of you are kind of speaking your own language. Honestly, you have a lot of initials that nobody else knows what they mean. So, <laughs> so what is your favorite part about this industry? And also, what's the hardest part? Good questions. I mean, it really, it's very subjective. For me, it's, as a kid, I loved making up, like behind the scenes, seeing how did the, the effects or just how they shot a movie and, and you know, how they act out uh, off camera and stuff like that. And to me, like every day is like the most secret making of you can imagine. You see footage that no one will ever see. You get to shape the shot, have some ideas. And it's just like that aspect is super cool. Yeah. And also my homework to this day is basically watching movies. Like I watch more making ofs, more movies to practice more of the animation or study the acting. And it's, it's, it's like you're... It's not really a job in a way. I mean, I know it is, and it's an exchange of services, as I, as I tell my students. And it's always like, you know, you, you don't do it for free. You are giving them something, so there's an exchange. But at the end of the day, it's still unbelievable that it's, like I can watch a movie in the evening, take some notes, and that's homework in a way. And then you get to do that every day. And it's like you, 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 you are with other people and friends that have that same dream and enthusiasm. It's like you laugh every day and you get to see like secret stuff. Sometimes movies that are out in like two or three years and you can't say anything. And <laughs> and then seeing that in theaters with friends or at home and having seeing their reactions. I don't know. That to me just it just never gets old. It was always cool back in the day when you're a kid seeing that stuff and then being able to do that as an adult is is crazy. You I mean it's, right now the current project is Star Trek that I'm on. Oh, yeah. yes. I watched that with my brother when I was a kid. Yeah. And it's like it continues to be childhood stuff. Which you ask, what's the hardest part? Um, the same thing. It's like as awesome as it is, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of hours and it's a lot of, it's almost like personal work sometimes that you put in and you feel like this is really great. This is the best thing I've ever done. And then you show it to someone and then they go, no, I, just, I don't like that at all. Change it. Right. And it's yeah. like every day you got to throw it out the window and then do something new, which is part of the job and you get used to it. But it's, there's a lot of that where the schedule can be hard and, even though you love it, you know, sometimes you have weekends and that type of work where you want to see your family. And then it's, it's just, mm. it's a job, right? So it's, it's ultimately as much as you love it, it's going to take the majority of the time during the week away from, from other things. Yeah. Uh, and it can be grueling in terms of hours. And, and you got to be careful because I sit all day and yes, you have standing desk and stuff like that, but you got to watch out for your fingers, your eyes, your elbows. It's, it's not, you know, it's not physical as in like construction where it's really more physical. Mm -hmm. But it's it's like you gotta be really careful in terms of not destroying your fingers because those are your instruments in a way. And if you can't do that, then you know you can't yeah. work anymore. Yes. When I know I've had a lot of shoulder, I'm on the computer all the time too with graphics, and I've had shoulder problems and neck problems. Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to reset as I'm working, and <laughs> so it it can be it can be physical even though you don't think about it. Just being that yeah, for sure. And that stationary can wear your body out. Even just your posture, right? You start right. like this, and at the end, like, yeah, yeah, work like that. It's not good for your back. Yeah. One hours later, you're slumping in the chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, you must be the most coveted best friend ever because you got to keep some big secrets. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that is true. I'm not sure I'm the best friend, but yes, I, I we have a lot of secrets. Yeah, there was a moment yeah. where I think it was like Avengers and Star Wars overlapping in terms of how something would end, like a whole franchise type of thing. Yeah. And you're in a room where everybody knows things that, like, you can never say anything. It's like one of the biggest secrets you can in like in the movie industry. Uh, and that that is pretty cool, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you want to tell someone, but you know you can't. Yeah, so I can tell my dog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He won't say anything. Okay, I'm I sure have... he cares. 
<laughs> yeah. I have a question. Okay, yes. there's a big thing between Star Wars and Star Trek. He might not can answer this. Well, I think he can. <laughs> so what was it like? Because people are pretty passionate about Star Wars and Star Trek and keeping uh -huh. them separate. So you go, you've worked on a lot of Star Wars. What was it like moving over to Star Trek? And did that feel weird to be working on Star Trek now or? Well, just weird in the sense that it's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it's that awesome. Um, but we worked on, I worked on two Star Trek movies at ILM. Um, and it was, was it the work is very similar in a way in Star Wars. You got your camera animation and vehicles. And it wasn't, it wasn't weird because I love both. Like, I don't have that either or. And I just yeah. love both for different reasons. Yeah. Um, so it was never, it was never weird. It was, it was more just awesome being able to, Again, see that footage and and sometimes I know you know I can't say too much because of you know secrets and movies and stuff, but yeah, usually when they film things, there's someone that takes photos of all the set pieces and props and costumes for continuity and designs and blah blah blah, and uh, we have access to that in a specific software for reference. So I get to see like every day is like a specific art of type of thing of I can see all the set photos of the Enterprise bridge and stuff like that. It was so cool. So it was not weird. It was just it was more awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. That is so Very cool. cool. So you mentioned your students and mentoring mm -hmm. and teaching is passion is a passion of yours. So tell us what is why is that so important to you? And tell us what you do. How how do you do that? How do you teach? Well, it's kind of like there are a couple of things. There's some selfish reasons and there's some non-selfish reasons. In a way, when you when you animate and you do things over and over and over, you know how to do it just because it's repetitive and it's kind of like a habit. But when you have to explain it to someone. Like, how do you do this? Like, I don't know. I just do it. And the teaching forces you to really think about it and structure in a way, your workflow in a better way. Yeah. And it's the couple of things. So for me, it has helped to have a better understanding of the process. Mm -hmm. Also, I look at student work almost every day. So it kind of trains my eye in terms of looking at like where are problems, which helps me when you supervise something to see other people's work to be fast in terms of telling them what needs, you know, what needs help and fixing. Um. So that's kind of like the, the selfish aspect. It helps me. Yeah. Like I learn, I feel like I've gotten a better, become a better animator through teaching in a way. And at the same time, I know that the academy wasn't cheap. I got super lucky with my dad being able to pay for that. And it's also in Switzerland, you, know, you learn different languages. Like I know English mm -hmm. and it's, it's material that I have access to if you go online and, and all that. But it's not something that everybody has. A, the money to go to that school or to be able to read English and all that. So to me, it's always kind of like I have all that at my disposal. So now it's time to pay forward. Because even as a student, I ask other people for help. And everybody said, yes, yeah, do this, try that. No one held, you know, like their secrets. It was always kind of like a sharing aspect of it. Right. And now yeah. that I know more, I feel like it's, you, know, you don't have to, but I feel like it's the thing to do. You yeah. pay forward and you help. And it's, it's, for me, it's like a double thing. Like I help other people, but it also helps me selfishly. Yeah. Um, and I also like it. I like talking to students and and acting things out and and you know like exploring ideas and seeing them progress where they are kind of okay and then become really good and then they get their first job which is all it's it's very satisfying on on many levels yeah i get that i have a lot of some apprentices at work sometimes it'll come through same thing i'm doing a haircut and they say why do you do that and i have to think why do I hold it like that? I don't know why I do that. Oh yeah, here's why I do it. You know, it does make you think through that process, creative process a little bit yeah. more. Why exactly am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you have to think through it. So you're like a Jedi master kind of. Right. When you said apprentice, I yeah, obviously with hair. Was a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. So for the creatives out there, what are some things you would give them? There's times when you can't think of any ideas. Like you have, block, mm -hmm. you have writer's block or animator's block and you just can't get anything going what are some ideas to get ideas i would say observe where it's like whenever you're out there i mean it can get annoying when you start watching people and then they realize that you're watching them <laughs> i think there's always something out there to look at and to pick stuff out for ideas be like you know even like a family dinner you got a bunch of people that you know like oh what are their habits why do they sit like this how do they walk or you go you know, to a park and you see kids do what kids do, crazy stuff sometimes. Like, oh, that's a cool idea. How can I use that? Maybe what the kid did and put that onto an animal and how an animal would act. And yeah. you just kind of start observing things. And I write a lot of stuff down. So even it's like just a posture or an idea what someone did. And then you have so many ideas that you can then combine and that creates a new idea. Yeah. So I think if you're stuck, it's, it's just taking a step away from what you're working on. So you have a fresh eye. 
that for sure helps. And then just observing. And that could be also watching a movie or just having a conversation about something. You also have an idea where you might be stuck and then talk with someone that is not involved at all in terms of animation in the, in the industry about that idea because they're going to have a completely different perspective where they won't talk about on frame 17, you have to animate it this way. They just talk about the idea in general. And I think that that helps. At least it helps me. I don't know if it helps other people. Right. No, that's great. I love that thought of like, even, you know, a creative person would think, sit at the park and watch how someone moves. An extremely creative person thinks, watch how someone moves, transfer that to an animal, you know? <laughs> like, so that's like one more step of things, you know? Like yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The normal brain wouldn't get to. <laughs> wow. Yeah, after a while, I mean, you get used to it where it is really going always beyond that first idea yeah, and then combining right. things going further. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, it's about being curious and observant, like you say, just mm-hmm. kind of looking around and seeing the world around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you and can like, find something in, in in anything. Yeah, and yeah. transferring that, like you say, to the screen yeah, or just, whatever just you're that working twist. on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you have workshops, you have tons of stuff on YouTube. We're going to share your link to your YouTube channel and all that, <laughs> yeah. uh, where you talk. I mean, you've got reviews, you've got animation tips, you've got ideas, like we talked about, to break break the ice when you don't have ideas. Mm-hmm. And a, a big thing you're into is characters. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of character work on there. So what is, what's the most important thing when you're creating a character in an animation? I would say I will always depend, I guess, on the, the style of the, of like the character designs and what the movie is going to be or a TV show. Like that already has kind of like limitations of what the character is going to do. But I think to me, what's really important is that the character is aware of the surroundings and making like observing and then making decisions that are believable within that environment Mm. if that makes sense like someone like what i tell my students it's like when you have like when you step into a hotel that you've never been to it's like it's any student if they're listening to this they're gonna be bored because it's always the same example but (laughs) when you go to a hotel and you want to switch on the light you open the door you don't know where that light switch is because you've never been there so you have to look around and then you find it and then turn it off. But if you come home, you know where things are because you've gone through that door a thousand times. You can switch on the light without looking. Mm-hmm. So it's the same action in a way or the same objective of I need to switch on the light. But how you do it is different because of are you there or first time or not? Like are you familiar with the environment or not? And yeah. I think that really helps in terms of creating a character where it's they are aware and also not aware of things. They're not magically aware of everything. They're not stepping onto let's say snow for the first time they might look down and feel like that feels weird mm-hmm. but then if you just have the character walk out and not even be cold it's like that's not believable like you're not reacting to something new so yeah. to me it's that and it's and having the character be observant and taking the time to process something you know when you see something you have an inner dialogue like what is that and then you react but if your character goes just through like a list of like acting moments, it's not going to be believable. It's more like you're learning this by heart and it's like a robot going through a scene, if that makes sense. Yeah. That to me is kind of what I would what I would look out for. Yeah. Well, I think your eye, any even if you don't know anything about animation, I think our eye can tell when something is off. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't seem true or it doesn't seem real. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 A good little rule of thumb, it sounds like from my logical brain, is that, uh, you know, like think about, all the senses and what that character, you know, what would it smell? What would it see? How would it, yeah. you know, like yes. that, that would kind of help me process through like what it should look like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So now we have a treat now because you've agreed to kind of work. You're going to walk through a little animation with us with the character, show it how it's <laughs> Right. Yeah. So you're going to share the screen and, oh, I'm excited about it. this. Just reminds <laughs> me back when I was in animation school now. <laughs> So uh, let's see, I have something where I want to show you just how the character is in the animation software that we're using and how you kind of move things around. And then I did a, I animated a shot a year, two years ago. I can't remember. It's been a while. Um, and I have a couple of movies that show each step. So there's some broader changes. And then I have like seven or eight movies that are that show how small the changes are going to be just to show you the process of seeing things over and over where you might not see the difference. Uh, and then some other things. And you can, you're going to always tell me if it's boring, if you want to switch it off. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not going to be boring at all for me. For sure. Okay, let's see. Uh, I'm going to share the sounds. There might be something in there. 
So this is how we have the character in Maya. This is Autodesk Maya. Okay. And this is what they call the T-pose because of the arms and the body. Mm -hmm. And then you can switch on the curves. And this is what you have on many, many rigs. So that means that when you have something like this, you can select this here and then you start moving the jaw. So you have to decide that on the specific frame, that's what it is. And then you move a couple of frames forward and then it's going to be like this. And it's, you know, you have to rotate things around. And this is for so many other things. You can move the head around like that. This goes into facial oh, wow. you know, changes in terms of this is how the eyebrow is going to be. And this goes all the way into eyes where you can change just the shape in general. It doesn't have to be a broader shape like a blink. You know, you can change things like that. And this goes into everything. Like this character even has a controller for an earring. So if you want to move this around for a better silhouette or if it has to move. Or if the like wind's hitting or something. Or... Yeah, I mean, some people have, you know, the characters with hair. So I mean, like this guy, you have some controllers here where you can move that around. Mm -hmm. And this is just, that's how we have to animate. So you have that in the back. You have that to move around. Oh, wow. This is for arms and legs and feet you can select this and you have to move that forward <laughs> there's a lot you can do it and you got this so you can you know have specific shapes if you want it to be wow. more noodly and unrealistic depending on on the style and then you can take the knee out and do things <laughs> like that so there's yeah there's a lot you can do yeah. so if you have a character like this i'm going to show you this is a sequence that i did I'm not sure actually how loud this is going to be. I might bring it down a little bit. That involves this character. I'm going to play that in, in full quickly. Wow. That's awesome. So you have that. So I'm going to look at this shot in terms of what is going on, like how this starts. Like you see all the, you know, that's the wrong yeah. tool here. This stuff floating around. You got the backpack. You got him pushing things. You got the creature coming in, the bubble here, this yeah. camera shake, all that stuff. But when you start the shot, I start like this. <laughs> So uh, I just move it like basically like a toy <laughs> and I look at, okay, well, is the camera going to work? You know, what's the staging? How, uh, how much space is this character going to travel in? The creature without the colors looks like this. That's kind of the first thing that you put in. And then you start refining where, okay, I want to have the character, you know, stumble, move around and trip maybe. And this is either you do it out of memory or I can show you this one where you shoot reference. So this is my dear wife. <laughs> Turn the sound off. She helps me. You know, you, you act things out. And the last shot was basically, she was pretending to be the monster. And this is the shot. And actually, this was not intentional. Um, you got to see, you know, here. The reflection, yeah. The drawing tool. But the reflection helps just to see what I'm doing here. But yeah. that is the reference that you have, right? You got that, that type of stuff wow. there. So if I continue, and here comes the tedious part. So now, more details with the animation, the bubble, and a little bit of the creatures in there. And if I go version by version, you start going, what is different? <laughs> and it might just be, maybe there's an arm pose in this, you know, that might just be different. Mm -hmm. I added this, there might be something new with the creature. Let me close all those windows here and then switch over to this. So you can see this is, you know, the very first version. Yeah. That's all. Now try to do the camera first to kind of know what is going on. And then you go further and you see, okay. Uh, okay. So now yeah. the creature is, is moving forward. And you can see that it kind of ends and nothing else is moving. So I have to start thinking about more and more details. And then you get to see more of the creature and I start to add that type of stuff where it's kind of blobby things uh -huh. going around it. And this goes on and on and on. And this is why I have all these here because again, you start <laughs> on like, what am I really changing? Like here you can see I'm adding where it's more of his outfit. 
Yeah. Some of the lines. And this is the tedious aspect of animation. I'm going to go forward and skip a couple of versions where you have it fairly finished. And even then you think I'm done. I added some extra stuff here where, you know, like fiery, whatever this is that the creature has. And I feel like, okay, that could be okay. Then you start showing it to friends and they realize, well, when the character does this, doesn't he want to charge more against the creature? This is kind of boring to be that straight. So I showed it to someone and they said, yeah, yeah, I don't think this works. So this is the old version where right before impact, I had him kind of go forward a bit more, but it's still bent like this. Yeah. So then, I, then you go in there and you destroy half of your shot. <laughs> and now I go, okay, okay, this is not cool. I need to do more. And now okay, yeah, you change this where I went from this to yeah. let's really push and make sure that the hand is not covering the face and you got that nice line of action and yeah. then it gets pushed back into what you had before. So even when you're kind of done, you're not really done. Yeah. Then I can show you, this is the stuff that I also love. I love doing characters and everything, but this is the shot without the characters where you see kind of just the effects pass in a way. You yeah. got yeah. the eyes there. You can even have controllers on the laces oh. on all of this, these okay. guys. Then the character is going to push this around. And then you have all the blobby stuff. And this is for the whole thing. So this is kind of the sound. You can see the zipper, like everything is animated in the background, stuff that's moving the shoe again, like laces. You got all the props here that the creature was pushing away. Yeah. And I love that. Like anything that kind of adds mm -hmm. to the shot and sells a certain action moment. Yeah. And even get into more cartoony stuff when the character gets pulled, they started pulling the eyeballs. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, I can show you within the shot, it will be right there. So as he pulls, you can see that somewhat normal, <laughs> and then it gets pulled a bit more. Oh man! Oh my god! Until it's all the way out, and so then like, this is something that I found. I didn't know that I was recording this way back. When you do this and you add those spheres and you just add the same color, mm -hmm. you don't see which pieces, you know, where they overlap. And it and it's a cheat because if you move this out, it works towards camera. But once you move things around, you, you realize, oh, these are all separate pieces. But once you put the same color on it, you can stop it here. You can see that it looks like one piece, but they're all separate pieces. Mm -hmm. One big cheat. <laughs> that's a big thing too in animation you have to animate to the camera that you're looking at yeah. and hopefully as you cheat the the cheat doesn't get revealed because sometimes okay. you do something and you cheat things and you got a light and then suddenly the shadow reveals all the problems that uh, you, you know yeah. things you shouldn't have done yeah. uh and it's it's it depends like sometimes on on cartoonier work you can do this yeah and realistic work you can't like i can't bend someone's arm in a weird way if it's next to a real person like the style of whatever you're animating has to match whatever else is on uh, on the frame or in the frame. Okay, so how long does that take to do? That seems so tedious. Super tedious. Yes. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Mean, even for you. Um, is that this is March last year. And then, so I started that last shot in March last year and I finished it, oh, February 16th. And I finished it in March 3rd, so two weeks. Oh, wow. Two and a half weeks, yeah. So sometimes a shot, um, there's some other ones sequence are fairly short. So I did these wow. maybe three days and then other ones a week. And then like this one, because it was a long one with all the interactions. Ooh. So weeks. And two weeks means this was done outside of work. So it's, you know, like an hour in the evening and maybe a couple hours on the weekends. So wow. take those hours and actually make them like production hours. Uh, maybe I don't know, maybe three, four days. But like usually, like eight to nine hours, sometimes ten-hour days. So if I would compress all that into regular days, yeah, a couple days for sure. Wow, this makes me Definitely very happy cute. that I can do a haircut and style in thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, our son has texted a question because mm -hmm. he's in the other room and he's yeah. he's fanning out also in there he's 19 he says you should ask him if it was hard to animate lebron's hairline now his his bedroom is all in basketball jerseys and basketball shoes wow <laughs> that's wow tell him first of all wow um 
first I did not yeah. animate uh, his hairline. <laughs> <laughs> I barely, I, I animated him a little bit when it's, it turns into that cartoony version of, of the movie and him. Um, but no, there was nothing. <laughs> did not touch the hairline. Didn't touch okay. the hairline. I'll it's let confirmed. It well, <laughs> it is not uncommon though um, to you know to fix up actors where you just want to make them a bit more presentable and like you know, blemishes or mm. or anything. Like you know, sometimes it's even like everything is okay. The actor looks great. Everything's awesome, but just because of a specific angle, how a t-shirt sticks out gives it like a weird bump. Yeah, that just doesn't quite work, and sometimes that gets painted over to clean it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if people knew what is being retouched in movies because they always kind of say oh like marvel movie stars there's so much cg and there's so much to do and 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 like computer stuff ruins movies but sometimes you have like an independent movie or anything with you know a bit more budget and the the sky is always fake Mm -hmm. different sky different clouds or they add an extra car or it takes place during winter time and it was shot during the summer so they added snow in the back For almost every movie, there's something that is being retouched that people don't know about. So, but then hmm. sometimes hairlines, yes. Yeah. Sometimes well, it made me think of you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. And when he debuts the new Captain America costume, you see on his face, like it's tight around his face and all that. But if you see the behind the scenes, it was all floppy and they went in with computer animation to just, yeah. it's just yeah, those it's tiny little things that help the character. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. How long was I was, I was watching the man of steel or some movie with a costume. And then you see the behind the scenes, you go, wait, that was a totally different costume where you wore no costume. And as much as you want to say, oh, those big effects pieces, buildings destroying, that's all fake. But you never realize that the whole suit for the whole movie right. was fake. That's, yeah. Sometimes it's, yeah. it's unbelievable what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of movies, we have on our wall back here over my shoulder, we have a list. It's our favorite movie and then our kids' favorite movies. Like we have them in order. <laughs> yeah. So mine is Lawrence of Arabia because really that's, because nice. I love movies and that was the movie that when I was a kid that like, this is why I love movies. Mm-hmm. There's other stuff that's up there, but that's really the one that got me interested in movies. And mm-hmm. yours is- A League of Their Own. Right. Oh, nice. Yeah, she loves A League of Their Own. So, <laughs> so good. That's a great yeah. movie. So what are some of your favorite movies? You know, that really depends on my mood. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because, you know, you have, sometimes you have movies that are great that you could watch over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And some movies that are great that you can watch only once. Mm -hmm. Or it's like Midnight Express is a really tough movie to watch, but it's really well done. But I wouldn't sit down on a Sunday with my wife like, hey, let's watch that movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But then at the same time, Lawrence of Arabia, right? Great movie. Uh, again, it really depends on the movie. Like, I love Shawshank Redemption. I just love that movie. Yeah. But I also love Star Wars. I could watch Empire Strikes Back all the time. Like Greatest <laughs> of the Lost Ark all the time. Goonies, Ghostbusters. So it's a, it's a tough question. Sometimes I love movies just to listen to them. Like I play Demolition Man <laughs> a lot in the background. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie called Margin Call. That I just love to listen to. The dialogue in it is, is great. Yeah. Um, so are you talking I mean, just listening to it? Uh yeah, depending on what you do. If if you animate dialogue, you have to listen to audio. Like you can't really listen to something else. But if it's something that's kind of like tedious work, we have to clean uh, something up, then I put out a lot of Star Trek, a lot of TV show episodes yeah. that I can just play and play and play. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know, really if it's Iron Iron Giant is great. I love that. Mm-hmm. The Incredibles. Ratatouille, I love all these, but also old Jungle Book, yeah. 2D animation. I know it's, you can't really, <laughs> back in the day at work, we did once a, a poll between friends, like what is the best movie? And then we rated it and then, you know, all the way to the top. And I think for all of us, I think Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of Lost Ark was at the top. Like that, no matter what the mood, I can always watch. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, they, they depends. And you have movies that come out of nowhere, like, oh, this is great. And, and, and I love that. Um, mm. I don't know, like, Groundhog Day is always great. <laughs> just stuff like that. Like Lawrence Arabia is great. Alien, the first one is great. Yeah. All those classics. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. But there is a difference between a movie that you're just, that's emotionally connected to that really stirs you and you can really only watch it once or you've got to be so invested in it. Or one you can turn on, do other, do the dishes and pop in and out and know what's going on and still love it. You know, that is. Yeah. Different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's the pain. Sometimes it's just really on the mood and who's with you and. And sometimes it's a kids appropriate movie. Sometimes it's not. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like if Beale Street could talk, like there's just there's a movie like you just sit and it's so well shot. The mm. actors are great, the dialogue is awesome. I know, like it really depends on yeah, on the movie. And sometimes movies are so great that I can't just listen to them while I work because then you yeah. stop working, you're like, Oh yeah, this yeah. is really good, and you get distracted <laughs> from it. Yeah. But same with TV shows. Um, I love Chernobyl, it was so well done. Uh, and the Star Wars was Andor right now. I really, really yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Andor. What do you think about that? I love it. Mm-hmm. I so oh, love yeah. it. I love everything about it. It's just, it's so good. Uh, watch it with a couple of friends. We have discussions about it, what we like and don't like. And uh, <laughs> that one right now, I just can't wait each week. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. I love that. It's funny. I love the anticipation, but at the same time, I wish they were all coming out at once. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I do yeah. love Yeah, sometimes the you love to think is, The waiting is cool, though. Yeah, helpful. it really depends. Sometimes you want to just go through the whole thing, and then but sometimes it's just great to just wait. And you talk about it each week, right. and you can't wait until it, it starts over again. Right. Yeah, yeah, all because depends. you'll watch an episode two or three times, and you wouldn't do that if they were all back to back. You wouldn't chew right, on yeah. you wouldn't chew on that one episode quite as long if they were coming in so quickly. Or yeah, all. yeah, yeah. Well, there's just a lot. There's a lot to watch. There's almost too much. Yeah. Currently on there, there's, there's so much to catch up on. Oh, the long no list. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with Andor, one thing because I'm a big Andor fan, mm-hmm. as a character animator, I can I can see you watching all these characters because to me, one of the things that puts this above a lot of like even any series, not just a Star Wars series, is even the smallest actor that has a tiny role. Seem I mean they're so good and the lines are so well done. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in these shows. A background character is like, oh, you can tell this guy didn't act much, you know. But everybody seems so good, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, go on Twitter, and I think it was episode four, maybe. There is a background extra. Yeah. Who is, like, high up, like, has to walk down a couple steps, but jumps down in a really odd way. Yeah. And then walks in the background, you know, alone, but does some weird stuff. Every now and then you have an extra. They're in some different <laughs> headspace. They're doing their own thing. And it's for some reason in the show, maybe they like that the guy was kind of weird, kind of an alien-y, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. So yeah, like, most of the times it's cool. There's some stuff where you see, I think it was a James Bond movie where someone is cleaning behind oh, the actors right? and it's like the brushes or the room is like that high off the ground. Yeah. I love that stuff. Every now and then, because the thing is, People point it out like, oh, this is horrible. How, how would you not see this? We've worked in movies where I see these things every day and yeah. you don't notice it. You, you focus on something else. Everybody that works on something has their own focus. And you yeah. think that everyone would see the same mistakes or at the end, you know, it wouldn't be in the movie. But every now and then you see this and it's either in the trailer or in the final movie. And you realize, how did I not see this? And then people yeah. all immediately on Twitter like, yeah, oh, why is that? Yeah. In they let you know pretty quick now. They do. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, they do. Uh, oh my so god, crazy! Well, we cannot thank you enough. We're for speaking my love language. I know. Today. Yeah, Scott wants to be your best friend and have, <laughs> have Christmas. Well, dinner. thank you, thank you for having me. I love, I love talking about <laughs> movies, and it's. I think the decision of uh, what is your favorite movie, that's just, that's like a 10 hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know. I, every every day, something every... else. Yes. It, yeah. He, you know, you watch movies for fun too. So, do, you know, yeah. you could totally. What yep. is your favorite movie from this year? From this year? Oh, gosh. I ask because I don't even know. I don't know what it came yeah. out this year. <laughs> well, Andor is probably my favorite. It's not really a movie, but that's been mm-hmm. my favorite series. Mm-hmm. Movie from this year. Oh, gosh. You're usually pretty quick at yeah, this. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the spot right now. Listen. This might not be this year. It might have been last year. Have you seen Palm Springs? Uh, I haven't seen that. It's kind of like a Groundhog Day version of, of that. Is, that. is Zach Braff in that, maybe? Is it? No. No. Um, it's oh, the not, guy from Hot Rod. Yeah. I can't remember. Blanking on his name. It's on, it's on Hulu. Yeah. Scott likes to, we always joke with him, the whole family, because I go to the movies and if I'm like not um, offended and mildly entertained, I'm pretty happy. Um, <laughs> and he is like, he'll watch it. And it's like, you got the two minute review and then you're going to have the two hour review and then you're going to have the two day review and the two week review. And it's either going to get worse or better. And That's you just got it. You just got to ride it with him because he's going to he's going to go on this after every movie He's going to go on this. I'm getting better, though. I think I'm no, I'm we're le- just getting used to it. You're not getting. Well, no, I, <laughs> I think I'm leaning toward you where I'm like, OK, I'm I want to enjoy this more and I don't want to be so critical about it. Yeah. 
You're trying. Do you yeah. ever do you ever stop a movie or a TV show and start talking about things, or are you just I'm watching it until the end and then we talk about things? No, I stop it. I'll stop it sometimes. Yeah, because I have You're a friend quiet next to him. Like, hmm, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'll have a, I do have a friend that a buddy that comes he's, over on Wednesday night. He's an animator. He's reading all of our body language. Yeah, he right he's watching. <laughs> this is good reference. Good reference. Uh, this is how husbands and wives interact. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. Uh, my wife is very patient. I gotta say, I gotta defend yeah. her. Yeah. And she becomes part of the animations too. So that's mm -hmm. cool. So a quick question for you. When you go to the movies, like we're talking about, I have a problem and I'm not even a professional at the animation. Can you leave that at the door and just enjoy the movie? Or are you, do you see things during the movie or? Yeah. Yeah. It's when the movie starts for sure. Like yeah. if, it, if it's animated, I look at specific things and I think about how would I have done this and what were the problem points. And if it's live action, it's like, oh, this is really nicely shot and the lighting is great. And then sometimes it just stays like that. And either I'm not fully invested and then I still think about it or it's so good that I forget about it. It's like um, right. Severance. And you've seen the TV show. Mm -hmm. Severance within yeah, like the first two shots. Mm -hmm. I, I thought the composition is great. The colors are great. The production design, everything is so great. And then I was so into it that I, I didn't do it. Like usually I watch it and I have my Apple remote and I kind of tap the remote. Every now and then, because I, I like something and it gives me the time code. Then yeah. I quickly take some notes and I keep watching. If it's something really, really good, I don't do that because I do want to be focused and not just rewatch the movie. So it's kind of really depends on what you want. But sometimes some movies, some TV shows, you just I just lock in and don't do anything. And sometimes yeah. also on purpose. Like I know this is going to be really good. I'm not even going to take or think about anything. I just want right. to enjoy it. Yeah. So yeah, it really kind of depends. But it, it is, it is a bit hard to shake off because it is your job. Like you just you know, hopefully trained to do that. But sometimes you also see something that's just not good at all. Yeah. And you're like, why is that not good? Why, why did it not work? Or why does it work for me? And then sometimes you ask someone, did you see this? Like, yeah, I thought it was great. Like you thought it was great. And then you realize, am I wrong in thinking that it was not good? And then it's just, there's always something that you can, you can pick up. I was going to say, did you do, you run a lot of shows for your wife? Like he does or no? <laughs> Like, <laughs> you know, my wife is, I guess she's very patient and we have very similar interests. Um, the only times we, we diverge is horror movies. She doesn't like horror movies, Oh yeah. but she would watch, I mean, she loves Dune. She loves Star Wars. Um, we watch so many things and also serious movies and severance, all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's more, it's easier now through streaming to just kind of quickly look at the time code back in the day, it was more watching a DVD or Blu-ray and then you had to pause yeah. and the whole thing would stop. And yeah. I, would, I would have to look at like, you know, the time code and it was a lot more disruptive. And I stopped that fairly quickly. Um, <laughs> but nowadays it's easier. And now it's funny because I would I would just watch something and kind of tap it and take one or two notes or and she would go, oh, you like this, didn't you? But she starts to she, she knows exactly what I like. And but sometimes I would show yeah. her animation pieces and she would tell me this doesn't feel right or I think it's good or I I'm too lazy to continue. And she goes, no, you should push this moment. Like, oh, you're right. I really should. So she she's super patient and she knows me very well. She's a great like first critic when I'm done with something to look at and give me give me yeah, points. That's great. How long have you guys been married? Well, that would be 16 years. Okay. I think. <laughs> or yeah, 16 years. That's 20 awesome. years together, 16 married. I'm going to yeah. say this and tonight I'm going to regret it because it was probably wrong. <laughs> no, no, Mary 2006. That's right. This is 2022. Okay. So, yeah, right. Somehow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're safe. You're going to be fine. <laughs> Happily married. It's great. She's so, so patient. So that's, patient. That's and sometimes you watch something and we realize that either I like it or she likes it and one of us doesn't. And we say, you know what? I'm going to bail on this. And then we just keep on watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the horror movie stuff, that is the thing where. Yeah. We go out. You can't go there with you. Yeah. No. I mean, sometimes I watch something and then she hears it and comes in and goes, oh, that sounds interesting until a specific scene comes. I'm like, oh, that's gross. And then she's out. out. <laughs> but yeah, most of the times we were actually yesterday, she turned on uh, TV downstairs. I was cleaning stuff up in the kitchen and suddenly it's uh, the Pelican Brief. Oh, you remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Julia Roberts. And so I sat down, we started watching it because I love that type of era of movie, like the firm. That yeah. type of time. That movie, The Pelican Brief, has so many known actors in it. Like every shot, say, oh, I know this guy. I know this guy. Maybe they were not known back then. But now, if you watch it again, 
<laughs> it's unbelievable that cast. It, it looks like a $50 million movie just based on the salaries of the people in it. But it's great. It was good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love talking movies. It <laughs> <laughs> will be a part two. A part two talking just about yeah. movies. Yeah. Part two, we can talk movies and then we can just go around your office <laughs> Look looking at all your, at all stuff. your stuff. So. <laughs> It'll get dark and then I can... I can turn on the lights. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> like Tony oh, Stark. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh gosh, JD, so awesome, man. We appreciate. Oh it. yeah, yeah. It was so much fun. Thank you for. I mean, again, I, I can talk about this forever, and yeah, and I probably always repeat the same things. If anybody's watching this and listening, you know, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. if I if I bored you if you knew this, but uh, but yeah, that's how just... you learn. Repetition is how you learn too, though. Mm -hmm. so. That is true. Yeah. yeah. That is true. That's actually one of the first things I tell the students. You can't do an exercise once. You got to do it five, 10 times. You got to yeah. go through the repetition and muscle memory and mind memory and all that. Super important. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, don't be surprised if Scott starts talking to you after any major movies or TV shows. He'll be. What do you think of this? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yes. Let's, let's exchange thoughts. I'm very curious. Yes, exactly. Awesome. For sure. We appreciate you taking time with us today. Of course. No problem. Schedule. I mean, as long as it takes you to do those animations, wow! And thank you for taking time with us. <laughs> you know, I love I love the process. Like it's it's that's something else I tell them. Like if you don't like animating, like doing the process over and over, then you're gonna have a hard time. Yeah, that, that being your actual job. Yeah. But no, it's great. And then uh, maybe watch uh, Space Jam again and look at that that hairline. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We need to do that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much, JD. Thank you. So yeah, no problem. Thank you. Enjoy the rest okay. of your day. Thank you. You too. Okay, Rebecca, I could talk to JD all day long. I know. He's going to get real tired of you. <laughs> Wait, do you have a cell phone number? I'm going to try to get it. No. <laughs> is that stalking? That is stalking. Okay. <laughs> no, when I originally talked to him, we talk, I talked to him months ago. Mm -hmm. And we had set up a time, but his the project he's working on, the schedule shifted in that. So he had to move it. And it's been months. We've waited months to get to this. Mm. But that just shows you that he took the time and he scheduled like we scheduled this like in August and you think oh is he really going to show up mm -hmm. or is he really want to do this I contacted him earlier in the week he's like let's do this I'm it. excited and I mm -hmm. it's just I'm overwhelmed that he was on with this right and yeah. he has classes that you can take right yeah he has workshops you can get on YouTube and his, we're going to share his, his stuff we're going to share his YouTube channel his website mm -hmm. And um, you can sign up through that. You can go through his YouTube right now. Tons and tons of videos, yeah. storytelling, character animation. Right. He reviews movies and books because he just loves storytelling. I think one thing you're you're specifically passionate about is character um, designing. Yeah. Like in the past, there's just pages and pages and pages of what are those big sheets of paper, Paul? Um, big sheets of paper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, like on a flip thing, like in your... I don't know, like artists, like things. a sketchbook, a big a sketchbook. sketchbook. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. A newspaper just... print sketchbook. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, of just like characters with names, cartoon characters, anything you were drawing out, comic book strips at one point, that kind yeah. of stuff. So I think that you especially love his character development type of stuff. I mean, he yeah. had some good tips on that too. Like you really think because you know as the viewer, as the like non-informed viewer, that's me. Um, you don't you don't notice things when they run smoothly. You notice them when they don't. Right. Yeah. You know? like, so something you're going to notice like they yeah. did that the character didn't react in a way that they should have reacted at that time. And so it's wise how he like has that thought process. That's really fascinating. Really fascinating. Well, I, and I enjoyed getting into like watching movies with other people, like watching with your wife mm -hmm. and the dynamics of that. That was kind of fun too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this interview with J.D. Haas like we did. Go check him out on YouTube. Watch all his stuff. Take one of his classes. You probably will, won't you? I'm certainly thinking about it. Yeah. Well, we're going to be in L.A. coming up real soon. And don't be surprised if we come knocking on your door, J.D. <laughs> no, please don't give my husband your address. <laughs> oh, I can find it. No, I'm kidding. We are sounding real creepy. Yeah, we are. All right. We hope you enjoyed this. Hardy Party five and a half over and out. We'll see you next time.